Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the go-to podcast to navigate you towards breaking the odds in your life, family, and career. I'm an everyday woman who broke the odds by graduating college debt-free, helped my friends to successfully fund their education debt-free, and now have the honor of speaking and navigating students and families across the country towards funding their education debt-free as well. Think of this podcast as your weekly coffee rendezvous, where we chat about life, career, and how to create a lasting legacy. And let's face it, I'm just one person, so I'll be bringing on industry experts, professionals, and individuals to join us and share insight to help you and to help us get to the next level and continue to break the odds in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Let's Break the Odds podcast is brought to you by The Student Navigator, the go-to resource towards funding your education debt-free. With the online programs and tools that have helped students break the odds and fund their education debt-free, you now have a proven roadmap that you can utilize and implement right at home. Use promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save on the Funding College Debt-Free online bootcamp. That's promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save. Visit thestudentnavigator.com forward slash academy to get plugged in today. Hey there, Elise Stiller here, host of Break the Odds. Do you have a dream or venture that you want to pursue and you want to know how to present your idea to your spouse to get them on board? Or do you and your spouse both have a business idea that you want to pursue together? Or are you and your spouse simply busy and need some tips to maintain a healthy marriage? Well, friend, you're in the right place because today's guests share how to break the odds in your marriage. And even if you're not married or in a relationship, this episode can still be applied to help you break the odds with any dynamic, whether that's in your personal or professional life. Back with us today is Jonathan and Brittany Burke, founder and CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Innovation Learning Academy. The three of us chatted for an entire hour and we chatted about everything from how Jonathan went from playing basketball to performing on Broadway, starting a business and more. In fact, they premiered as guests here on Break the Odds earlier this month, where they shared how to break the odds with education. They shared digital learning and homeschooling strategies, college funding and career tips and more. So if you missed it, I encourage you to tune into that episode. And if you listened to that episode, you may have noticed that not only do Jonathan and Brittany serve as founder and CFO of Innovation Learning Academy, but they also are married to each other. So we had to have them dive deeper into that dynamic and share how they're able to work together and maintain a healthy marriage. Both Jonathan and Brittany have a decorated resume. And in case you missed our first episode with them, here's a brief description of Jonathan and Brittany's accomplishments and more about Innovation Learning Academy. Jonathan Burke is the founder of Innovation Learning Academy. He has received a bachelor's degree in urban studies from the Metropolitan College of New York. He earned his master's degree in public administration from Georgia State University and a master's degree in special education from Liberty University. He has over 10 years of experience as an educator, including as an education services coordinator, a TNTP education fellow, a Title I school teacher, a learning and instruction specialist, and a school administrator. Jonathan's educational philosophy is based on his uncompromising belief that all students can learn, given a positive learning environment that focuses on the students' learning styles, strong and knowledgeable leadership, a committed and focused educational team, an encouraging community, and a supportive family. 
all of which Innovation Learning Academy possess. Jonathan also currently coaches high school basketball at Tri-Cities High School and AAU basketball for various community teams. In addition, Jonathan is an accomplished musician that has traveled the world. As a result, he provides music lessons and production assistance for students at McEachern High School. Brittany Burke has a master's in accounting and serves as CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Innovation Learning Academy. Prior to serving as a CFO of Innovation Learning Academy, Brittany had a career in marketing and worked for companies such as Cartoon Network and TNT. I have known Brittany for years. In fact, she and I served on an educational board together, and it has been a pleasure getting to know Jonathan as well. When you listen to this interview, you will see how they both have such a passion for education and seeing the younger generation succeed. Here's more from our conversation. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> you guys are doing good this morning? Good, yourself? Yes, I am. I'm excited for our interview. First of all, we've got to talk, Jonathan, because... I played basketball as well, played ever since I was eight years old and played AAU. So it's amazing to meet another fellow basketball player. It's always great to- From Brooklyn, New York, I played basketball, so. Since you talked about, you know, your background a little bit, why basketball? Why was that, you know, your choice? I grew up in Coney Island, uh, which is famous for the movie He Got Game, uh, Stephon Marbury, Lincoln High School. Uh, So I grew up in a community where at the time it was transitioning uh, and my parents, uh, put me in sports and music, and it kind of was my outlet, it was my safe haven. Um, I enjoyed it so much. Um, like I took music all the way. It, it tra- allowed me to travel the world playing different places. Uh, and in basketball, I just used it as an outlet to stay in shape and just have fun with my friends. It kept me out of trouble. Um, and so, and, and I, I loved it. I loved the game. And now even as a coach, giving back to the students and helping them get to college, get to college through scholarships on athletic scholarships. Um, on basketball scholarships and new scholarships. It's an amazing opportunity um, that I truly, truly love. It takes most of our day, most of my day. Um, I'm always talking to coaches and uh, uh, recruiters and stuff like that to help kids, you know, go to the next level in their life um, as an adult. Um, funny enough, interesting, interesting story. I found my AAU coach from ninth grade, uh, ninth grade, eighth grade on Facebook last night. And I was so telling my wife, how much that he inspired me to do what I'm doing today, that I had to send him a message about how he was such an inspiration for me to do, to coach and teach him. And, and, I, and, and it's so funny, I wanna be able to get an email or a message like that 20 years from now. That's amazing. You know, one of the episodes that we had on the show um, on Break the Eyes, we were talking about the importance of, you know, thanking people in our lives because we didn't get here by ourselves. And so it's important to, you know, take time and just pause and and let those who have helped you along the way, let them know that you appreciate them, whether it's, you know, a spouse or, you know, um, like you said, a coach. And so I think that's, you know, great what you did of going back and saying thank you and letting him know the impact that, you know, he made on your life. Because I'm sure that, you know, meant a lot to him as well. Open up and share with our audience a little bit about ILA, what you guys do, and, um, and how you, what audience do you guys serve? About 15 years ago, I always said to myself, I wanted to open a school. I never knew what that wanted to be. As a matter of fact, I didn't know what that would look like at some point, but I always knew one day I would open up a school. Um, actually, the school I was originally thought about opening up was um, for a school for a music and art school, a performing arts school. And I said one day I would do it. So luckily, fast forward 15 years, um, COVID-19 happened. 
Um, and as a school administrator, I saw how it really just deteriorated the education system um, because of COVID-19. Online learning, a lot of teachers were not prepared for online learning. A lot of schools mm. were prepared for online learning for a lot of reasons. Um, as I heard talk to a lot of parents who I dealt with one on one, we're trying to help them. I was working till eight, nine o'clock to help students, you know, learn, keep learning. And it really, really bothered me that they really could not get a, a valuable education anymore because of COVID-19. Well, I sat down and said, well, how can I help? I wanted to do something to help them. And, uh, and I sat and said, well, why don't I um, open up a, a school that's very, very small, um, keep it very, very safe. Um, the problem with larger schools um, is that there are so many students around. I said, what if I have a controlled, safe environment? Um, I'm a big sports fan, as you know, and so I look, I use the, the, I use the NBA, at the NBA bubble as kind of my, like, idea. I said, well, what if I had an education-type bubble, right, that we know the students are safe? Um, what if we have a place where we provide them all the material, they're not bringing anything, they change it. I started writing a plan down on how students can come here and be safe and get a good education, right? Just like the NBA did. The NBA said, well, we want to still play basketball. We create a bubble. Let's, you know, you had to be strategic and create that stuff. And so um, out of that, I prayed about it and I, um, I talked to Brittany about it and, and ILA birthed out of that. And it's funny, as I was cultivating it, um, it brought me back to when I first started teaching at Rikers Island Jail, a lot of the inmates I worked with you know, they never really saw education as a tool. They were never, it was kind of like, if you didn't fit into this bucket or this bucket, you just kind of go away. And then what happened was those students didn't fit into those buckets, right, of society of what education should be. And they fell through the cracks. They started, you know, doing things that got them incarcerated. And so I said, well, what if we had a place where we can tailor education to the students' needs, their learning styles, what they see, um, and that's how ILA is. ILA, um, and the reason why I call it ILA, Innovation Learning, is because it's really a different idea of learning, where we work with students based on their learning styles, um, based on their likes and dislikes. Uh, we work with them to really cultivate um, their educational, um, educational life. And um, I took the concept of special education, um, of individual learning plans, um, student-centered focus, project-based learning, and combine that with general education, all right, and, and provide a top student. So that is the goal of ILA. That's what we're about, and that's what we believe in. So a new wing that we just started was yes. the continuing education. Yes. I'm over that wing, and that's for adults or people who are post K through 12 who need additional learning and things like that. So like Excel courses, accounting courses, all things like that, I facilitate that. And I love the fact that you guys have been able to integrate. And now, Brittany, you've been able to use your gifts and your background and an integral role. And so you guys have been able to use your strengths together and support each other that way. So I think that's awesome. I'm going to transition to like you guys, particularly, you know, leadership roles within ILA. Um, I had touched on it a little bit earlier where, Brittany, you're the CFO. And, you know, Jonathan, you are, are you guys co-founders or? Um, I'm the CFO. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay. So talk about that dynamic because, I mean, there's so many couples, I'm sure they have a dream of going into business to, or they might be wondering if going into business together is a good idea, like going into business with family, you know, they're hesitant about doing that. I've heard people say that. So talk about what makes it work for you guys. I mean, on top of that, you guys are also, you share newlyweds as well. So here you are 
starting this new chapter of marriage and you're going into business together, I know this could help a lot of families on this, you know, dynamic as well. So how do you guys make that work? This is a very um, untraditional track <laughs> for everyone else. So we literally, as soon as we got married, COVID hit, we didn't even get a honeymoon or anything. We didn't even get to do our wedding itself. So we, we went to the courthouse, got married, COVID hit immediately, and we've been quarantined together. So this has been amazing and interesting at the same time. But um, then he comes with this huge idea that uh, it takes a lot of investment, right? Um, a lot of time investment, money investment. And we had to really navigate a lot of things that couples who are five years in probably haven't had to navigate yet, but we had to navigate it really early on and decide like, how are we going to make a business work, marriage work? We're still getting to know each other because we're still newlyweds, you know? Mm -hmm. so, um, we really just, we, we treat our marriage and our jobs as a business. Like we have succinct times where we do things, we cut it off when it's time to cut it off and we make time for each other when it's time to make time for each other. But when it comes to ILA, this was, and this is just from my perspective and my point of view, it's my job to be a help me. So when he comes and tells me that he wants to do something, then it's my job to bring all of whatever I have to the table. And so um, just going back to background, like I have a bachelor's in marketing and I worked at Cartoon Network, TNT, all those places for wow. what, like two, three years. And then I decided that me and that was really a success story for me and I think that is, that's important for students to know too that when you make actionable steps towards something that you think that you want and then you decide this isn't what I want it's okay because that's still a success you successfully realize that's not what you want and then you go ahead and you make the next actionable step towards what you think you want next and so what I did was I went back and I got a master's in accounting and I've been in accounting for the past what like six years now and I've loved it um and I just love that whole realm of um education and stuff like I love teaching about finance I love doing finance so coming into ILA and being able to stretch my marketing muscles and you know kind of brush those off because there's plenty of dust on them but being able to stretch my marketing and my PR um, but then also being able to utilize my finance and my accounting background has been amazing it kind of just like God really ordained everything like we really just fit in he has all of the educational background that any parent would ever need their child to have um, you know in their life and then like I, I can come in and just keep the business afloat and make sure that we're doing things that we need to be doing tax wise or accounting wise that everything looks good um, I think for me uh, I literally just as Brittany said COVID hit so our honeymoon has been quarantined um, and so having said that uh, I, I think I think the fact that you know you know Brittany, I, I just had this idea. I didn't really know how to how to really how to really bring it out. Um, I just had an idea. I just said you know and I, I remember my prayer even before I told Brittany. I said whatever God's will will be, he would, he would just bring it all together. And and so I I brought it and I told her about it. and She said okay, and we kind of just went from there. Um, and, and it works out. Um, you know, it it really works out well. Being that you know, I'm a very I'm a big risk taker. I'm a and I'm not. Yeah, I'm a because <laughs> I feel like I just had to just step out. You know, sometimes you just have to step out on faith and just kind of do it. And um, 
And it just worked out. And it's really, I started researching. I started researching how to start schools. What, what do you need? Um, we're in the process of going through the accreditation process. So next year we'll be a fully accredited school. And so I just, I just started the process and took a, took a step and then went from there. Um, and that's, that was pretty much it. And it's been it's great. A um, lot of late nights. Yeah, just, just like late nights and kind of just digging in and just kind of go from there. Yeah, you know, I know for me, I'm not married yet. You know, one day I'll reach that stage in my life. But um, but I've noticed just, you know, because I'm old enough to, you know, be married, I'm in my later 20s, and I see myself like observing different, you know, married couples and those who are, you know, successful in business, especially, you know, with myself being a business owner and how they make it work. And one thing I notice is that they really embody the fact that they are a team and they work together as a team and they do, like you guys said, like establish those boundaries where, you know, they work, they have their, their work hats on as business partners. And then they put that aside and put on their, you know, spouse hats, even though that never, never comes off, but you know what I mean? I mean, they're able to, you know, take that hat off as business partners and then just focus on themselves and, and they have a lot of respect for one another. And so I think that says a lot about you guys on how you guys have been able to do that and make that work. So I think that's amazing. And, you know, also, you know, you, Brittany, being that supportive spouse as well, you know, I think some parents, some parents, some um, couples, you know, they have a business idea and sometimes their spouse might shoot it down or, you know, um, and not support. So what advice would you have for someone who might be in your shoes, Jonathan, where, whether it's a man or a woman, where they have this business idea and here you are during COVID, you see a need and you are here to be a solution to this problem for families and you are wanting to start this business and you see the time is now because, you know, like being in a pandemic like this and you want to start a business, but maybe, you know, someone's spouse is not supporting them. What advice would you guys have for someone like that? Um, you know, or what advice should I say would you have on how to be a supportive spouse? Um, you know, if your spouse has a dream that they want to go for. I mean, and I, I, I pretty much will laugh when I say this story, but uh, when, when we first dated, you know, she, she, uh, she said to me, she said something, I don't know, and I said, you know, I don't really want you to be known as Brittany Burke. I couldn't care less about that. I want you to be known as Brittany. I love that. I think it takes a lot of selflessness um, and just saying, hey, it's not a competition. Um, You know, sometimes people do get in competition. Oh, this person makes more than me or he has more education than me. It's really not about a competition. It really is. When you you let go of the competition and realize that you're on the same team, the same common goal, um, everything will work together. I mean, some people have different ways to go about it. um, But, I mean, you really want to win. Everybody just wants to win, and and if you remember that in your in your mind, um, and in your marriage, and it, you just you just you just even if you're, you're upset or bothered, it 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 it'll blow past, and you'll realize we just want to win, right? We're all just on the team, and you want to win right. if you common goal, and just go from there. And I think it's it is, that's that's the key to it. From my perspective, I would say you have to know. Well, if your spouse is, you should know how your spouse operates. And so for me personally, um, I think that it's very important. If you have a business idea, you have a vision, you have a dream, you need it written out. And like you need to be able to answer every question that your spouse might have because I believe that 
the issues come when the other spouse doesn't know where you're coming from, right? There's like a disconnect there in like the logic or you're not explaining something fully or something's off and they're just like, okay, no, I'm going to shut this down now because you don't have it figured out, right? So if you come to the table with your full vision, here's your plan, here are your dreams, here are your goals, this is the amount of money that it's going to take, this is the amount of time that it's going to take, this is the full investment into this vision, then it leaves less room for your spouse to be worried about it because they know that you came with a full-blown plan, right? And so when John came to me, I had a plethora of questions for him. He had mm-hmm. the- at the outer workings of it and then I came in and I was like okay instead of shutting down something that I'm afraid of because I don't know about it I don't understand it I'm not from the education realm so it was easy for me to want to shut it down instead I was like okay let me ask all these questions so that I can get comfortable with it and then let's go from there and that's exactly what we did we had we have monthly meetings monthly family meetings every single month at the end of the month we always have like a, a recap of the month. How did we do in our marriage and, you know, with our finances, all this stuff. And we started to implement ILA into that. Now we're like, okay, these are the questions that I have about ILA. Let's go ahead and let's just talk through this. What do we need? Get me comfortable with this vision. And I think as, as a spouse, like whenever the other spouse has a vision or a dream, just get comfortable with it and see how can you make it not fail, right? How can you win together as a couple? I think that's what my advice is. How you guys met and you guys had meetings and you guys maintained that communication. And I think that's, you know, huge with the fact of, um, you know, you, Jonathan, how you really mapped out and kind of planted the vision for Brittany. Because like, like you said, Brittany, this was a, um, a industry that you weren't familiar with and, and the fact that you were able to present that vision and, and have those bullet points there, I think that's, you know, really key for, you know, couples where, you know, maybe one, one spouse has this dream and vision. And I feel like that's key for any leader um, in general and any relationship, you know, if you guys want to move forward together, um, whether it's business partners or, you know, in a relationship or any form of dynamic, you know, um, or even just something where, you know, you at your job planning that vision and laying that out and seeing not only what's in it for you, but what's in it for them. All right, so as we close out today, you know, we like to have fun here on Break the Odds. So we thought we'd do a game, education version, Break the Odds version. So we're gonna see how well you guys know each other in this small period of time of newlyweds. So are you guys ready? <laughs> okay, so question number one is, which, what is each other's favorite subject? Is it math? That is true. What's mine? Hers is science. Give a clue. Give a clue. Far <laughs> off. What's your favorite subject? Math. What's my favorite subject? Math. Obviously, I'm an accounting. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is going bad. <laughs> I thought it'd be science. Oh, well. Why would it be science? I quit nursing school. Yeah, but you like it. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> okay, let's see. What is um, you guys' favorite quarantine snack? Which spouse, what is their favorite quarantine snack? Well, I, know, I, know, I know hers. Hers is grapes. Yes. definitely grapes. Love grapes. Uh, his is peanut butter crackers. The Nico one. Yes. The Nico, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
Nice. You got the brand down. That's great. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only one. That's the only one. Awesome. Okay. The next one is, would you rather um, watch, binge watch a movie or would you guys rather go to the park? Which one would the other one rather do? She would rather binge watch a movie. He'd rather go to the park. Really? <laughs> I would rather, I don't really binge watch movies, but I TV would, shows, yeah. Or, or TV shows, yeah. Binge watch something yeah. or go to the park. He likes going outside. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And then let's see. The last and final question I'll ask as part of the game is what is each other's greatest gift? What do they, what's their, each other's greatest gift? What's my greatest gift? This is kind of subjective. It's how you view me. This is a good uh, one. Her greatest gift is her administrative skills. Uh, I would say probably your music skills. Music Sorry. skills, awesome. <laughs> and side note, what are you? What do you do in music? Like, what is it like? Um, do you sing or do you play an instrument or is it like you know production? Yeah, I play the piano and organ. Oh, nice, nice, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for playing. You guys did fantastic. <laughs> as we close out today, is there any, anything last on your chest that you just like to share as words of wisdom or inspiration? Yeah, I, I'll say this for anybody. Um, whatever God has put in your heart, just go after it. Um, and, you know, and not everybody will understand your vision. And that's okay. Not even your own family because God didn't give them the vision. And that's okay. Um, but you just put your head down. Keep working, going towards the goal, um, and 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 you will you will find satisfaction, and you will you will you will really get where you want to go. If you if you want to go to college, you can go to college. Um, don't get wrapped up in, you know. Sometimes our, our our society nowadays is social media driven, and sometimes it's really easy to be kind of deterred because of what you see on social media, um, mm. and a lot of it just isn't true and real. Um, but just stay focused on your goal, what God has put in your heart. Um, and, and you'll be fine. Uh, ILA is just, just another entity of just some, something that's trying to help the community, um, you know, help students learn. Um, but in the grammar center, in fact, if, if your child is struggling in school, um, there are plenty of resources where they can help. There are plenty of resources that will be able to help them get, get, get them where they need to be um, to graduate high school, go to college, be successful in life. Um, and and the, that, that that light will turn on. Um, me personally, I was dyslexic. I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia in college. I didn't find out until college. Um, if you look at my high school transcripts compared to my college transcripts, you would think it's two different people. Um, and, and so and I learned how to learn in college. And then once I learned how to learn, I took off and I started reading and I started, and I took, I just, I just skyrocketed. But it just, it just, what learn learn for yourself and just never be stop learning um and then just go from there and god will order your steps i would say for the parents specifically someone who take it from me someone who has no knowledge of anything in education and then having to be immersed in it fully i understand what the parents are going through and just lead with patience just let your kids kind of tell you what they need and then for the kids Take it easy on your parents, please. <laughs> you know, every this is newfound territory. Everyone is learning. Everyone is kind of out here not sure what to do, but, you know, just have that patience enough to 
try and figure it out. And then, like I said earlier, take actionable steps towards what you want. And that goes for anyone. If it's parents want the kids to make an A on the next test, take actionable steps, you know, set aside time for that studying and all that stuff and helping your kids. I love that. Awesome. So um, how can people learn more about ILA as we conclude? How can people learn more after hearing this interview and they're excited and they want to learn more? How can they learn more? You can follow us on all social media platforms at ILearnGA. Um, also, you can go to our website at www.ilearnga.com. Uh, and you can send us an email, send us a message, uh, go to our website, send us an email, contact one of our staff members, um, and give us a call uh, any day. And we're more than glad to serve you. Wow, wasn't that some valuable information? As Jonathan and Brittany highlighted, although they are newlyweds, they had to experience dynamics in their marriage that couples may face later on in their marriage, such as running a business early on. There were two keys that they shared that I want to highlight. Number one, they maintain communication. Brittany shared regarding her and Jonathan, and I quote, we have monthly meetings, monthly family meetings every single month at the end of the month. We always have a recap of the month. How do we do in our marriage with our finances? And we started to implement ILA into that. So not only do they meet monthly for a recap to discuss their marriage and finances, but they also added business into that discussion once it was founded. I love that. The second key that I want to highlight that Jonathan and Brittany shared is that they work together as a team and have a common goal together. As Jonathan shared, and I quote, it takes a lot of selflessness in saying, hey, it's not a competition. It's really not about a competition. When you let go of the competition and realize you are on the same team with the same common goal, everything will work together. Everybody wants to win. If you remember that in your mind and in your marriage, even if you are upset or bothered, it will blow past. So powerful. As mentioned earlier, these tips that Jonathan and Brittany shared, such as maintaining communication and operating as teammates with a common goal, that can be applied to any dynamic, whether that is in a marriage or as business partners or colleagues or even as family members as you all move forward with the same common goal of establishing your family legacy together. So friend, what was your biggest takeaway from today? How will you take action? We'd love to know. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Breaking the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. And if you'd like to connect with Jonathan and Brittany, their information is posted as a part of this episode show notes, which you can find on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. Until next time, let's continue to break the odds together. You've got this. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode, Cue the Confetti, but the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it and click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you and you can also connect with others who are taking action towards breaking the odds in their lives. As always, you can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.